Welcome to the Business Blasphemy Podcast, where we question the sacred truths of the online business space and the reverence with which they're held. I'm your host, Sarah Khan, speaker, strategic consultant, and BS-busting badass. Join me each week as we challenge the norms, trends, and overall bullshit status quo of entrepreneurship to uncover what it really takes to build the business that you want to build in a way that honors you, your life, and your vision for what's possible, and maybe piss off a few gurus along the way. So if you're ready to commit business blasphemy, let's do it. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Business Blasphemy Podcast. This is episode one. I wanted to set some context for today's episode before I dive right in. While I am a coach slash consultant, I do still work as an operations professional. I've been working in an operations capacity for over 20 years, both in corporate and as an entrepreneur. I still work as a director of operations for a select number of retainer clients because I truly believe that you should keep doing the thing that you coach on and you consult on if you want to stay relevant and keep your expertise sharp. So I'm still in operations circles. And that's how today's topic came to be. It was something that really, really bothered me. And I hemmed and hawed about what this premiere episode should honestly be about. And truly, this this feels right. So I'm going to preface the whole thing by saying, here's my disclaimer, that what I'm talking about today doesn't apply to everyone. Obviously, I get it. I'm making some major generalizations, but I also see a lot of this in the online business space and have seen a lot of it over the years. And I've had clients come to me to help fix this over the years. So while I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination, this applies to everybody, it definitely applies. I want to talk about expectations in the online business space and why entrepreneurship feels broken as a result. A while ago, I was sent a post for an operations manager position, an independent contractor role with a company where the CEO was very open about they make easy seven figures every year, they have the money. I viewed the role on my cell phone because I do occasionally, like I said, take on operations clients. Now, the job spec was seven screen lengths long. Seven. Not the entire ad the duties required. That's it. Like not the rest of the ad with all of the other peripheral information, just what they expected this person to do. It covered everything from operations management, team management, personal assistant tasks. There was client management in there. There was client facing work. There was hiring and onboarding of new team members, launch management, social media, like a ton of stuff, seven screen lengths long. And I have right now, as of this recording, an iPhone 12 Pro Max. So it's a big fucking screen. It's not like a tiny little one. Seven screen lengths. And the pay, the pay for this role was $15 an hour. They wanted the moon and the stars for what some college kids could make at the average part-time job. And this isn't as uncommon as you think. It's no secret to many operations professionals that the reality of how much time, money, skill it takes to support the building and running of a business is lost on a lot of new entrepreneurs and and a lot of established ones too. And that's not necessarily their fault, right? If you're if you're new to business, it's not something you would know unless you had experience in it. So I'm not blaming anyone for not knowing what they don't know. What I have seen too often, however, is established business owners, some big names supporting this kind of business practice, you know, little pay for the moon and stars. And then they say that it's okay on any level. They encourage it. They practice it. This sparked a lot of conversation in my circles recently, both offline and online. And it really, really bothered me, especially in light of some of my peers leaving entrepreneurship recently to go back to roles in the traditional workplace. Now there's nothing inherently wrong with that, but in the context of this conversation, this particular topic, it's not ideal. So that's why I want to say that. 
the feedback that I got from all of these conversations encouraged me to share this topic today. And I'm calling it my state of the union of entrepreneurship. It's unfiltered, it's uncomfortable, but it's absolutely necessary. So buckle the fuck up. Here we go. Entrepreneurship, my friend, like I said, is broken. That's the state of business today in the online space. The number of incredible, talented entrepreneurs who are leaving, some after 10 plus years in the space is concerning, right? And I'm not talking about other things, other factors like recession and all of that stuff. I'm talking solely about because of the practices that are happening in the online space. The number of businesses shutting down, the number of solo business owners getting traditional jobs full or part-time to help cover the bills or who just want out of this completely exhausting game of how can I make the most money possible for the least investment possible and I don't care who gets stepped on along the way. Why is it happening? Why are so many people leaving or feeling discouraged, feeling like they aren't cut out for entrepreneurship? Well, the reason I think many of us feel disillusioned and exhausted stems from the unrealistic expectations by other entrepreneurs who have no idea what it actually takes to run a business, a legitimate business, because they hear from these gurus, these experts who tell them that this is how easy it is. Four-day work week, four-hour work week, whatever the fuck that book was, right? And so you you have this new generation of entrepreneurs who don't want to hear about how a business plan is important, how sustainability is key, how mission and vision are critical, and you know, understanding that values play a role in your business longevity and understanding how to actually embody those values, right? How you need a realistic strategy. Here's the thing, realistic is a dirty word in entrepreneurship. The minute you start talking about realistic, someone's going to get you know, uh, pissed off. They're going to try to fucking gaslight you into thinking your mindset's a problem or that you don't want it bad enough, or you need to try harder, or you're not willing to do the work, blah, 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 blah. I hear this all the time. Realistic is a dirty word. Okay. I'm, I'm going off on a tangent. Hold on a second. Where was I? Uh, oh yeah. We have this new generation of entrepreneurs who don't want to hear how you can't make six figures working one hour a day from your phone. It's not possible. I don't care what the marketing says. You know, how those of us who are here to help entrepreneurs build a legacy business, and I'm speaking on behalf of operators and implementers, you know, we want to help you build a business that's actually going to help you achieve your financial goals and survive past the three-year mark. We are sick of hearing we have mindset issues or abundance blocks because we actually understand what it takes to build and grow a business. Because we are a culture of, I want it now, I want it all, and I want it for little to nothing. There are so many business owners who don't actually want to put in the work and they see the smoke and mirrors, flashbang marketing that promises them the moon and then delivers a shit sandwich as the authority. And the tactic, that tactic is everywhere. And it preys on the desperation of people who start businesses because they really need to make money and they want their businesses to work. And I was in that position several years ago. I left my job. I had a business. I really needed it to work. So I feel that. I understand what that feels like to to want to believe that all of these claims that, you know, big fancy celebpreneurs are making are real. And what I've learned is that there's an impatience in the space, an impatience that is nurtured by a lot of the rhetoric being shared by a lot of coaches about collapsed timelines and how you can work less and make more. When the reality is that's not always possible for entrepreneurs, especially in the early years of business. Or how pivoting frequently is the way to bust out of a rut or, you know, when a launch doesn't go as planned, just switch it up. The reality is some business owners don't want to wait for shit to work. 
because so many people are telling us we shouldn't have to. And this then becomes the problem of operations team members, implementers, whether it's a VA or an ops manager or an OBM or an integrator, whatever the fuck you want to call them, because they're the ones who have to build and pivot and constantly try to keep the infrastructure of the business from collapsing because the business owner got a case of FOMO or shiny object syndrome, or was wooed by an influencer coach who told them they could get their goals faster by doing X, Y, Z, with no real understanding of where that business owner actually is in the entrepreneurial journey. You know, like what stage are they at? What stage is their business at? Because everybody wants their 10K in 10 days, their five-figure months, their six-figure years, but they aren't truly willing to work and wait for it because that coach with the Louis Vuitton handbag and the Range Rover sipping champagne in the pool over on Instagram has convinced you that you just need to high vibe, charge double, and you too can be just like her. That's creepy, right? That voice is creepy. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. And that feels so much more fun and so much more easy than actually doing the hard work. Strategy, planning, financials, metrics, tweaking and trying again, really working on your offers and selling them consistently for months, not abandoning them the minute they don't work. You know, doing the stuff that is boring as shit, that's what's going to make you money long term consistently without having to constantly pivot and hustle. Also, what many business owners don't realize is that so many of those celebpreneurs who make six to seven figures are also spending an almost equivalent amount of money on team members, marketing, ads, systems, every single year just to keep the bus running. And they've been at it for years. They have been at it for years. They're not talking about the five, 10, 15 years they've already been in business. They're talking about this last year when it finally all came to a head and they started making money. They want you to believe otherwise because it's way sexier to think they went from zero to 60 in under six months or under a year. And the lack of transparency around those numbers is beyond unethical at this point. I have worked in operations for years, which means I've seen the back end of a lot of businesses that are making serious money. And I can tell you without a doubt, the vast majority of the time, what you see in front of the curtain doesn't match what's going on behind the scenes in any way. There's a lot of back end systems chaos, if they even have systems, because a lot of them are winging it. And, you know, shit could collapse at any moment, which is why they have a vibe of hustle and urgency all the time. You see a lot of high turnover and often not always, right? This isn't me painting everyone with the same brush, but a lot of the time you've got unhappy and underpaid team members who are often going to take the blame when things go, go wrong or don't go as planned because the business owner is unwilling to acknowledge that it's their decisions that drive the bus. Their team is just keeping that bus running. And it's that lack of understanding of how much work actually goes into building that bus that gets you $15 an hour roles that ask for everything under the sun. And that is just plain unsustainable for operations experts. They can only work so many hours in the day because they're implementing. And if they're not making enough money, they're not going to continue. That's obvious. I had a coaching client once who was working in an ops role for a business and the owner asked them, or asked the team, sorry, to build an entire product funnel for a launch. And it took the team probably two to three weeks to get it built. And then on a whim, right before the launch, decided they wanted to change how the upsell worked and how the funnel was structured, which also then required the writing of a whole new series of emails in their nurture sequence. 
And they were shocked when my client told them it would push the launch back another week or two weeks because the copywriter would have to put in another bucket of hours to, to fix all the emails. And then the tech person would have to put in another bucket of hours to ensure everything was connected in the back end and the triggers worked the way they were supposed to. And, you know, forms went where they were supposed to. And the business owner literally just thought all that needed to be done was switching out a couple of buttons on the sales page. It's that lack of understanding. And I'm not saying every business owner has to understand every single aspect of their business. That's why you hire experts. Experts. That's why you outsource things. But it's that lack of understanding and really respecting the expertise and authority of operators that causes a lot of friction and frustration and obviously, you know, downright offense when operators and implementers see rules advertised at 10, 15, even $20 an hour. Oh my God. And don't get me started on the celeb coach I saw a little while ago saying that she pays $5 an hour to overseas team members. Because that is a conversation for another day and it's going to drum up some serious fight energy that I think y'all are going to need to prepare for. So we're not going to do it now. But man, did that really grind my gears. And finally, those same business owners, they often have an unsustainable business model that that requires the constant hustling. And more often than not, no real take-home income because they spend as much as they make just to keep things afloat. Oh, okay. And while we're on the subject, no, Lauren, you can't make $250,000 in your first year. Let me explain. I had a discovery call last year with a prospective client who wanted to work with me in my one-to-one coaching consulting hybrid. And the first question she asked me was if I could guarantee that she'd make 250k in her first year. Now, first of all, I don't make guarantees. I think it's it's not really ethical to make guarantees because you can't guarantee because there are too many variables. Second, she couldn't actually tell me why 250k was the number right? She just said, I I heard the number being batted around. I thought that was a good goal. And when I said no, she looked at me like I'd physically slapped her. I didn't. It was a Zoom call. So here's what I told her. I said, is it possible to make 250K in your first year without any vetted offers or audience or clients or lead gen or or marketing content or anything like that? I'm not going to say it's impossible. It, it, it's Everything is possible, but it's highly unlikely. And if you do manage to make that much money in your first year, you will likely have invested the same amount or more just to make it in the first place. So then I laid out a plan for the three months that we would initially work together and explained, you know, we've got to build a solid foundation. We've got to figure out where your expertise is, what what offer your particular audience is looking for that highlights your expertise. We'd create a simple marketing strategy, and then we'd start working and testing to get clients in the door to help test her offers. Never heard from her again because it was going to take three months, six months, nine months, whatever, because I wouldn't promise anyone I'd help them make that much money in their first year. I I would never do that. I don't think anyone should. But the simple fact is she's not alone in her expectations or her definition of what a successful year looks like without an understanding of what it takes. It's not unusual. And friends, that is the sad part. Did you know that if you talk to any enterprise center or chamber of commerce about what it actually takes to build a successful business, they'll tell you straight that you are not likely to take a profit for the first three years. Three fucking years. A profit, as in money, left over after your expenses are paid, and maybe a salary. That's why so many entrepreneurs tend to leave at that point in the journey, because you go three years, right? A a lot of them leave or dissolve the business because that three-year mark, that's, that's a long time to go without making serious money. But that's what no one wants to hear. That kind of talk is blasphemous. It goes against the tenets of the cult of entrepreneur guru, which I'm sure I've, you know, been banned from ever receiving an invite to, and I'll sleep just fine. Thank you very much. That kind of talk means I have no faith, no ability 
no talent. I'm low vibe. My chakras aren't aligned. I have mindset issues. P.S. My mindset and chakras are great. They both get regular love and attention. It says not likely to make, okay, the advice from the chambers. Not that you absolutely can't. But again, are you going to hustle for it? Are you, are you going to continue hustling and living in a feast or famine mode where you make money sporadically and it's not consistent and you don't know if you're going to make money this month or not? Or are you willing to build a solid foundation and slowly make consistent money because you have a realistic plan with realistic expectations? Now, you may be thinking, why does this bother you so very much? Why is it getting you so worked up? Because we're all also told that people who complain about the status quo are stuck. I am tired of new entrepreneurs getting fleeced, putting all their money and time and energy into something that is not sustainable, not long-term. I'm tired of people being told they don't have to invest in the unsexy stuff, that it's not necessary if they just tweak their mindset or take this program or invest in a team member or just launch a fucking course or program without any real clue as to how any of that's going to help or cost. Too many business owners don't know how to truly run a business that is still going to be here in three to five years. And too many are not willing to pay people who can actually help you run a long-term sustainable quality business what they actually deserve, given their expertise, their knowledge, and integrity. The whole fucking culture needs an overhaul because we are a culture that doesn't value value. We are a culture that doesn't value longevity and quality. And look what it's doing to us. How many of us are actually making a profit consistently? How many of us are actually paying ourselves a salary? How many of us are a year into our business and beating ourselves up because we're still only making a few thousand dollars a month, not five figures or six figures, if that, right? How many of us are happy and not stressed every single day wondering how we're going to hit our goals? Goals that we haven't even set based on what we want and can actually do given the realities of our lives, given our capacity. I see this with a lot of moms who are working businesses. I have drop off and pick up every day. I don't have a solid eight hours every day to work on my business, nor do I want to. I left corporate for that reason. I want to be able to have flexibility. And so I'm honest and realistic about how much time I have every week and what that means in terms of the number of clients I can serve. How many of us actually have a plan? And I'm not talking about a launch plan or a marketing plan. I'm talking about a business plan. Look, I want you to succeed. I truly, truly do. So much so that like, it's getting me worked up and I've done this whole episode, right? Because I know how it feels to want to succeed so badly and take back control of your life. But please, my friend, stop treating realistic like it's a dirty word. Take stock and make a plan. Understand what it really and truly takes to build the business that you want to build, the money that you need the time that you need to get things done, the steps that you need to be taking, truly taking, and which ones you can skip without detriment. Oh, and the support that you actually need. Find people who are willing to tell you the hard truths and then be willing to actually hear them and willing to pay them. So if I had to give you an action step at the end of all of this, it's to find time in these early months of the year to do the work, really digging into defining your mission, your vision, your values, what you stand for, what boundaries you want to set, what your actual financial goals are or should be. Uncover why you do what you do and who you want to serve. Lay the foundation of your business before you start worrying about creating a course or a program or a membership or launching a collective. Build the foundational pieces that are going to allow you to grow and pivot and make consistent income without hustling, without unnecessary stress. Like, yes, there is stress in business. That's that's not unavoidable, but the unnecessary stress. Build the foundational pieces that are going to allow you to support your business long-term, no matter what the space throws at you. And if you're already a few years in and all of this is new to you or you haven't done the work, it's okay. It's never too late. And you'd be surprised how much easier everything's going to feel when you go back and do the work. 
So if any of this has stirred something in you and you want to have a conversation that's a little more in-depth and a little more personal to you and your goals and your business, I'm offering free 30-minute consults in Q1 of this year. It's not a discovery call. It's an actual consult call to help you gain a little bit of clarity and help you identify critical next steps in your business for this year. So head to the show notes, click on the link, and book yours. I'm only offering 47 spaces in honor of having recently turned 47. And as of the recording of this episode, 10 of them are already gone. So go book yours now. There's no strings attached. There's no obligation. It's literally 30 minutes of my time and looking at what your business really needs to focus on this year. Because like I said, I want you to succeed because none of us started a business to not succeed at business. So that's all I have for today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to this premiere episode. And I just want to leave you with one final thought. Remember, you can have success without all of that BS. I'll talk to you soon. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to the Business Blasphemy podcast. We'll be back next week with a new episode. But in the meantime, help a sister out by subscribing. And if you're feeling extra sassy, rating this podcast. And don't forget to share the podcast with others. Head over to businessblasphemypodcast.com to connect with us and learn more. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can have success without the BS.